Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Zero. What if episodes one through three bonus episode starts right now. I'm Brandon Davis, joined on this holiday week by Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. We got Aaron Perrine. Happy holidays, folks. And coming to you from her very cool backdrop in Florida, Jamie Jurek. Merry Christmas from Sarasota. Oh, Sarasota. Very cool. We're all jealous. Everybody cried. Uh, welcome to our What If bonus episodes. Uh, this is the first of three. You will get one every three days now. Your little stocking stuffer in the form of Phase Zero. You're welcome. So this is, uh, we're going to talk about what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? What if the Avengers formed in 1988? And what if Happy Hogan saved Christmas? This is full spoilers. And then we have episodes four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine coming to you later in the week, as we said. So stay tuned to the podcast platforms. Subscribe to the Phase Zero channel on YouTube. We love you for it. And we're going to dive in one at a time. We're going to take a quick break between each episode, so it's a great opportunity to subscribe to the channel right there during the break to share our show with your friend and have a cookie because it's Christmas. So, episode one, what if no, no, what if Nova, what if Nova joined the ne- joined the Nebula Corps? No, that's not the episode. That would be crazy, though. That's season three. What if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? We can go around real quick before we do a breakdown. What did we all think of this episode? Jamie, you've seen this one more than once because we got to see it on a big screen. What do you think? Yeah, just like uh, I said the first time, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I love that it was like Blade Runnery noir. I'm surprised it was the first episode of the season because it's like the darkest. And I think it's interesting that that, that set the tone for this one. Uh, I think the second episode would have made more sense as the first one, but that's not really a criticism, just an observation. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I love Nebula. She's one of my favorite characters, so getting a whole episode for her was awesome. I love the little team. I'm always happy when we get some Howard in there. So I, I was I was a pro on this episode. Jenna? So I did not get to see the episodes when you guys screened them um, a couple weeks ago, but Blade Runner is one of my favorite movies. So that alone, I was like, yes, this is perfectly catered to my interests. And I also just love the way that they have used Nebula on this show of like in season one in the T'Challa Star-Lord episode, having her be this very like Veronica Lake 1940s femme fatale. And then going from that to being Deckard in Blade Runner is such a cool shift. And they find these really cool ways to use her. I think this episode's great. I do think it sets the tone for the season in a really weird way of just showing how creative and wild it could be. And yeah, I just, I I thought it was a really cool use of the concept of what if. Aaron, what'd you think? Well, I made an audible noise when the titles leaked on one of our episodes live. Oh yeah. I was like, Brandon, oh my God. And I didn't get to say what it was, but this was, I was like, oh boy, we're just going right off the deep end into BD's full interest here. Uh, I enjoyed this a lot. Um, I don't know why our good friend Yandu can never survive in any of the universes. He's always, always something bad's got to happen. But it, it, they did solve it and they did avenge him in their own way. So that was good. I really like the art direction on like, the is it, is it Hala? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, uh, like, no, Xandar. 
Xandar. Xandar. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, the the art direction is fire. Everything is just otherworldly enough that's like, I know what you're driving at, but that does not exist in our world. So a lot of a lot of positives. Also, y'all dog doesn't yeah. get to be at all. You know, I'm like, oh boy, lots of returns. Imagine that. Yeah. So yeah, I had a lot of fun. I could like tell it was Jude Law, but then I was like, is it actually Jude Law? I waited till the credits to actually believe it that they got him back from Captain Marvel. Yeah, I think this episode's really fun, really cool. It's like, it, yes, it's fun, but it's not one that like fun isn't the word to describe it because it is very dark compared to the rest of Marvel stuff. It is very Blade Runner. It's Nebula's Blade Runner. I thought that was really cool. The time on Xandar, of course, I loved it. The Nova Core. I thought, yo, Nova Prime, Nova Prime went bad pretty easy. I got questions for Nova Prime because what happened? This escalated so fast where she went to the dark side. Her and uh, Peter Serafanowicz's uh, Nova Corps member, what is his, uh, is he Ronan Day? Uh, yes. Something like that. He, he, man, Nova Corps, pretty corrupt. We got some corruption in the force. And uh, that, that was fun to see, but I was also like, it was that easy, huh? All they had to do was lose the light for a few days, and all of a sudden, Nebula's on the data, double it's, cross the crossers. That's just seasonal defective disorder. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's because it wasn't Glenn Close. So it's like that. Glenn Close I, would I, never. I no. So, no, I was really sad that because I feel like Glenn Close would have done it, but they must have asked her, right? Um, because I feel like she's down to clown. So I was I was sad <laughs> that it wasn't Glenn Close. But I did love hearing Jude Law because I love I that remember, man. Yeah, the Marcus and McFeely, I did an interview with them after Infinity War, I think, possibly after Endgame, and I asked them just about alternate stuff. I don't remember what the question was, but they told me that they considered opening Infinity War with Nova, Richard Ryder, crashing into Earth instead of Hulk, and he was going to be fully formed, and the world mind in his helmet was going to be voiced by uh, Glenn Close. Like, she was going to come back, be Nova Prime as the voice of the, the world mind. And I was like, ah, that's cool, but then I guess... And I'm pretty sure a lot of this dialogue was recorded in 2020. That's that's my understanding is this was all recorded back to back, right straight through. So it, it was not too far off from Infinity Wars production. But yeah, you know, they, they found someone new for a lot of these characters. It, you do get something extra. Like it makes a big difference to have the actor who portrays the character in the MCU sacred timeline portray these like Karen Gillan portraying Nebula really makes the character in a big way. It's hard. Some of the characters were like Tony Stark later. They found someone very good to voice Tony Stark, but it's still not. There's times really, like, oh yeah, that's not that's not everybody, that's not Chris Evans. It still works. It's whatever, but it's definitely enhanced when you have the the, the person. Um, Brady, let's talk about some specific points from this episode. Uh, I, I wrote down Nova Prime is up to no good so easily. <laughs> Jan Rog definitely a villain. Nebula arrested him, so that's interesting. Nebula pointed out that she arrested him, so. Uh, I wonder what had to go differently there for him to get arrested on Xandar or brought back to Xandar. And ultimately, this just goes to show, in my opinion, that Nebula is a character who was, without her abuser, will find family because she just wants to love and be loved. We found that in the Guardians movies. We found that in this. When Thanos goes away, she finds a family. In this, in this episode, she found a family anyway, a band of unlikely misfit heroes, just like in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and 2. She wasn't really in the team in one, but yeah. I love that this show is like, there's going to be the hero walking shot. Yeah. Uh, in like every episode. And this one is the, what a silly group of people. Korg, Howard the Duck, 
Was Meek with them? Meek was in the episode. I don't remember. Was it like a blackjack Meek. dealer or something? Oh, yeah. Me yeah, Meek was cutting Groot Groot's in it for Groot? a good Yes, time. and yeah. that Groot who never died, that's the yeah. that, that would have been like the, that variant is Groot that never formed the cocoon to save everybody because Ronan's ship never crashed. Uh, yeah, that was I, – I, I still got his moment where he stuck his arm through all the bad guys and smashed yeah. them against the walls. Uh, I also saw the parallel when um, uh, Nebula tried to save Nova Prime and said, take my hand. That was felt like a straight callback to Guardians of the Galaxy 1 when Gamora tried to tell Nebula to take her hand, and Gamora would rather cut off her own hand and fall than join these people. But again, Thanos was still alive. She was always trying to get his approval and attention and all that. I agree with that. I also feel like it was a callback to Guardians 1 of the whole, like, Peter, take my hand bit at the very end. So, like, oh, immediately yeah. that's where my brain went, was that that line of dialogue. But, yeah, I like that they peppered that in. I had just watched Cliffhanger for the first time, so that's mm. where my... <laughs> <laughs> that movie's awesome, by the way. Just, uh, I was speaking of, well, uh, speaking of Die Hard in a thing, we'll get there. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious how Howard the Duck only wanted to join because his liquor li license was threatened. Mm -hmm. And then Nebula's like, it's called style. Get some. I'm wearing a bandana. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good funny moments in this. It is just all around a very well done episode. Uh, one, one, uh, th these are, I, I will poke little plot holes in some of these episodes just for the sake of it, whatever, just for conversation. Ronan was just standing there the whole time. He, I, no. I, I joke around that he has the same kind of wide torso that Kylo Ren does, and therefore you can't move that fast. So he's just sitting there, and that's why she turned bad too. So he was just hanging out, watching it all like unfold. I'm like, yeah, shouldn't he come down here, wreck shop when the plot is like dangling by a thread? I don't know. It's like an NPC in a video game that just has to stand there while like the main action is happening. No, I feel like no that's just Ronan writ large. Like that shield closed <laughs> around Xandar and uh, Ronan and his dark aster ship stood there and were like, hey, we'll oh, wait. No. We'll wait. We'll wait. As I long mean, that's as basically takes. also what happened in Captain Marvel. All that's he does right. is just stand there and be like, we'll deal with her later. <laughs> it's like, that's okay. Insane. Yeah. That's true. He does just, he does see Carol get fully realized powers right in front of him and he's like, oh, yeah, never mind. That's a problem for another day. <laughs> yeah, we'll worry about that one later. All right, Matt, we're packing up. We're packing up. It's lunch. It's time. Everybody turn around. Uh, but they just, yeah, they were just creeping on Xandar the whole time. Yeah, overall, good episode. This is not in my top four for the season either. Uh, it's, it's, that just goes to show there are some really, really good episodes still to come. Uh, the next one specifically is one of my favorites. So unless we have something more to say about Nebula joining the Nova Corps, anybody got anything else they want to add? All right. Clearly not. <laughs> We're going to take a quick one minute break. We come back. It's time to talk about what if the Avengers formed in 1988. See you in a moment. Welcome back to Phase Zero's What If episodes. We are talking about episode two of What If Now. What if the Avengers formed in 1988 to stop Peter Quill slash Ego? Uh, BD, isn't the episode What If Peter Quill Attacked Earth's Mightiest Heroes? Yeah, I think that's the official title. I'm just calling oh. it the Avengers. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> 
I think <laughs> I like your title more, uh, but uh, uh, but I was you were confusing me. So Sorry, like a Bernstein Bears situation. <laughs> 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 I just pulled up Marvel's Instagram because I was like, is that the title? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't I didn't know the official title. So I was just giving it one. Uh, so, and I thought it worked. But yeah, no, you're 100% right. That is the official title. And I'm sure there were people listening and it was driving them crazy that I was calling it wrong, <laughs> calling it the wrong name. So good call on that. It also, they don't, it isn't like they fight Peter Quill. Peter Quill's not actually the bad guy here. Right? Technically, yeah. It's one of those you know happens a lot of things where it's like it starts out as the villain and then they, it's like ultron it's like how ultron worked um you know uh wanda and pietro started as the villain and then by the end they were on the team it's that kind of thing that's yeah. true all right jamie you're on the big screen what'd you think of this episode um this was my least favorite episode wow um it was it was okay i think that the thing is especially coming after the nebula episode where it was like we can get so weird with it things are getting crazy and this was just i thought really kind of basic i loved the voice cast we got some great people in this episode that was awesome as we talked in our uh, last bonus episode i, I love a good cast um and so that was fine. But to me, it was just, it wasn't, it was a step back in terms of creativity. Uh, and I didn't love it. I do, I love cartoon Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell <laughs> is, I think, genuinely one of the sexiest human beings that has ever lived. But in cartoon form, he's like so pretty. He looked like he was like in a, like a 70s hair band. And that <laughs> really, I enjoyed that. Uh, I have some, I have some other things to say, but I will, for now, that is my, overall opinion on this episode kurt russell and michael douglas in the same project yeah pretty cool jenna what'd you think i i to jamie's point i just want to go back in time and show walt disney cartoon kurt russell because he would he would lose his mind um <laughs> i this was honestly one of my favorite episodes and i think it's because the creativity wasn't necessarily there in the same way as the nebula episode but i think they they showed a different avenue in which to be creative which is just putting all of these people together in a way that we never would have gotten in the sacred timeline. What if just purely on concept when it started as a comic series was basically fanfic. Like a lot of the issues were just let's throw these elements together that have no business being together and see where they go from there. And so this felt like fan fiction, but in the best possible way. And so I think the, the cast was incredible and just seeing all of those characters together. When we watched the trailer live on the show, like this was the episode where I was like, Oh wow, this has potential to be really cool. And, I think it was that for me. I, I loved the storyline of the episode. I loved Hope and Peter kind of getting to know each other. I like all of this was just great to me, just purely based on character interactions. Aaron, what about you? I, I think that this episode stands in to prove to people when they say that these people don't like the people who write these things don't like comics. They don't really like these characters, whatever. You know how much you have to really like the MCU to pull together these kind of disparate elements and deliver what is essentially a 30 minute minor avengers movie mm -hmm. this thing has such tight plotting that just we are moving we are doing bits and references to the other projects and things that you might have forgotten we're going to make Lawrence fishburne finally be goliath to the point where he doesn't even remember it happens yeah. like it is a lot i was really <laughs> really really impressed with how they managed to do all this <laughs> It's so funny because I forgot who Bill Foster was. I was like, who's this? And then I Googled it and I was like, wow, I'm, I am Lawrence Fishburne because I forgot he was in the MCU too. And, and I was like, but my thing is when he, because Brandon, didn't he tell you he'd like to be in Marvel because he clearly yeah. forgot? Yeah. And, and I'm like, but he could have already 
recorded this at that point. So he didn't just forget he was in Ant-Man and the Wasp. He forgot he was in What If, too. And I thought that was hilarious. But to Beatty's, him, to Beatty's like, point, if this was recorded in, like, 2020, like, we, like, like, Aaron has said so many times, like, the past few years have just been a blur. So I would not blame Lawrence Fishburne for, like, forgetting the day that he went in the VO booth and recorded all of these lines. <laughs> I also don't even know that, like, this was probably recorded during COVID, too. So people might have just set up VO recording booths in their closets and recorded it. Like, there are, like, people on Invincible, all these shows were recording in their homes. We're kind of past that now, but a lot of this stuff is from back then. This is also one of my favorite episodes. I love the creativity of bringing together characters that we would never have otherwise seen together, but also in ways that we don't even see them. This time period is so uncharted in the sacred timeline. We just kind of know that these characters existed based on the history we've taught, we've heard of. And it was super fun to see them come together in this way. I thought that the Peter Quill story of it all worked as a, as a villain. It reminded me of Loki bringing together the Avengers in 2012, whereas Peter Quill and Ego were the thing that brought the Avengers together in 1988 instead. Michael Douglas as Hank Pym is great. Kurt Russell as Ego is great. Uh, I, uh, the Winter Soldier shows up uh, as I think he was like, uh, and Wendy Law, right from Captain yeah. Marvel. Yep. Like, it was just this was such a great and Tachaka. This yep. was such a great combination of people to put together in an episode. Uh, I thought it was really fun to see them all work together. Howard Stark and Peggy Carter. Howard having quips that kind of tell you like, well, that is where Tony Stark got it from. Stuff like that. I thought it was really clever and well written. Uh, I, I thought it was cool, man. I, I thought Goliath was cool to see. Hope, young Hope, uh, or, you know, freeing Peter. It's just all good stuff. The containment center from, from Avengers 1 existed 25 years earlier. Uh, Th Thor shows up, too. Yeah. And when Thor did that sonic boom catching the hammer, I was just like, bro, where's that one been? <laughs> Why haven't we seen you use that one before? Was it, was it bad for your wrist and you stopped by the time <laughs> I met you in the MCU? <laughs> uh, the I Terminator am... reference, I thought that was... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, finish, because that's actually... Per I do have another complaint about the episode. Oh boy! And, oh, and that is, and that is like when when BD is calling it the '88 episode. I think they should have leaned into the '80s a little more. I know that that's kind of tired right now. Everything <laughs> does '80s, but but I could have used a little more '80s than what we got. Because uh, like like give me um you know John Slattery with like a flock of seagulls haircut or something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, there wasn't a ton of like it didn't it didn't have like the 80s tone like a Stranger Things type thing does, uh, you know, but I, I, I think that would have made it even better, but it didn't hurt my experience with it at all. There was, as I said, the one Terminator reference from Howard Stark, which, you know, that just shows Tony Stark was constantly referencing movies and pop culture and all that stuff, you know, with his little quips and just more of, uh, you know, the bloodline that the Stark bloodline getting, you know, their quippiness. But Howard saves Bucky, saves the Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. Plothole, Winter Soldier knows who Bucky is. In, in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, he said, who the hell's Bucky? Not, whatever, not important, really. How's that a plothole? It's a different universe. In yeah. this universe, he has, he remembers that. Yeah. No, impossible, stop. <laughs> uh, oh, the, the irony, though, of course, of Howard saving Winter Soldier slash Bucky is that Bucky killed Howard in the main MCU timeline. Did you know? Don't bullshit me, Rogers. Oh, what a moment. Uh, Star-Lord got his name from his mom. I believe we know that from the notes. And well, I was on one of the notes she left him, I'm pretty sure. But like, yeah. we get it set here as well. 
And uh, someone, on, someone on the staff is an absolute Yu Yu Hakusho fan. Someone on the staff of, of What If is a massive Yu Yu Hakusho fan. The way that he does the gun is one to one. You can go watch it on Netflix right now. It's the same. But I, I was like, watch that or that I know what you're talking about. Oh, it's it's fun. It's it's very weird. You have to like anime though, but <laughs> okay. you might be able to get through the live action stuff. But the gun that he uses is the exact same. It's blue. It has like the same sort of like. Ooh orb thing forward. I was like, someone in the animation department was like, I love, I love this show. They, did they say it just like that? <laughs> I don't know. I probably, it was 2020, they were probably drinking while they were animating it. What are you talking about? Ask AC about that. <laughs> I think we are going to hopefully get some people from What If at the beginning of the year, so we'll be wow. able to start and talk cool. through this with them. Uh, Peggy tells Hank, you're not splitting the atom. At one point, and that's obviously, you know, how Janet went into the missile, I believe, and how they ended up saving her. But, yeah, so those are the things I caught. I thought Kurt Russell was a really good voice actor, by the way. Yeah. But overall, I mean, this is one of my favorite episodes. I love this team. Uh, when I watch this back, I think this is going to remain one of my favorite episodes. I will say I really loved the the dinner scene because mm-hmm. everybody knows one of my favorite moments in all of the MCU is the party scene in Ultron. And I really love just watching characters hang out and i i really enjoyed watching the this group of people hang out i mean and, and can you imagine like the actors like if if annette benning was over here with like michael douglas and and uh, all these people it's just uh, yeah just like what a wild grouping of people is that that i have to say i really enjoy about this episode that's what the main the sacred timeline needs more of yes two, two short things um apparently uh, Ant-Man, young woman sidekicks just love stealing stuff. They love taking those discs and doing stuff with them, which is great. I enjoy that a ton. And the animators have more of a strength than me because if you gave me the opportunity to draw Michelle Pfeiffer's hair in the 80s, I would have done it. <laughs> I don't know how they held back. I, I, I want to bring up, we have another uh, group shot of the whole team walking oh, together. Yeah. Like, what's up there? Why are they bringing hope on this? Uh, she's a child with zero abilities. Uh, you're going to get this child killed. She's going to go the way of her mother. She was just moral support for Peter. Like, and which I loved their dynamic so much. Because, again, this is proof of concept for this entire show and this entire idea of, like, these are two characters who were in the final battle of Endgame and, like, never even in interacted with each other and to now have this universe where like as kids they had this like a little moment is just so so nice but Does also in this universe... have both eyes in this universe who i don't know because they gave the goose they gave them the cat at the end of it oh that bothered me i'm like oh no. oh goose. i know i know like, you're giving goose away to maybe warn them that goose is not a cat and could eat your face the kids will be um, all right Maybe Goose is just a cat in this universe. I'm sorry, I'm not giving my precious cat away to some kid I just met. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care how traumatized the child is. One but other thing, uh, not to not to give Jamie's criticisms of this fantastic episode too much credit, but <laughs> the uh, the the I love the moment where Hank and Peter jump and they got uh, they they all that. But Peter, they land on the ant and all that. Peter, how did Peter change size? I mean, they they had him do that earlier when Hope helped him escape the prison. So they just have some sort of something that can just like magically do that. I don't know. If you're touching, it's sometimes when people have powers when they touch somebody else, like you right, know, yeah. night, like so. It's just 
anything makes sense in the multiverse. Yeah. A hug is a type of jacket. That's not a big deal. I think this episode is fantastic. I think uh, three out of four of us have great taste on this episode. (laughs) I didn't hate it. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't hate it, but you said it was your least favorite. So, yes. I think so. I have to think about it. I, it's hard when you watch them all back to back. I might change mm-hmm. my mind by the time we get to the next episode. But in this, my gut feeling right now is that it's my least favorite. But that doesn't mean I didn't like it. Ooh. You heard it here first, everybody. Jamie hated episode two of What If Season 2. It's the worst <laughs> piece of media she's ever seen. And there's never been anything. <laughs> in, no in, the, in the year of quantum mania, how dare you put that yeah. on me? <laughs> I, that's how it feels on social media. If you If you think something is just okay on social yeah. media... Everybody's like, wow, you fucking hated this. Like, <laughs> no, no. But I don't, I'm, just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing with you. Yeah. All right. We got one more episode to review. Episode three, What If Happy Hogan Saved Christmas. And in just a moment, we'll be talking about it. See you in a moment. Welcome back to Phase Zero. We are in our third episode of three for our What If One Through Three episode recap breakdown discussion thing bonus episode edition that we're doing. What if Happy Hogan saved Christmas? Jenna, what do you think of it? I, not having seen this ahead of time like you guys did, I thought that this was delightful. I, as I said to Jamie before we were recording, I'm so happy for her that this seems like it was like made in a lab specifically for her on like every single level. Um, I thought it was really fun. I think doing an MCU version of Die Hard is really cool and just turning Happy Hogan into the freak, which is not something I ever expected to see in the MCU, made me just like have a soft spot for this episode. I love it with you. I'm, I'm, I agree. Jamie, what'd you think? Dun, 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 We just got copyright struck. Yeah. For Ode to Joy? Oops. Ode to Joy? Ode to Joy is the safe one. Um. Yeah, loved it. It's so funny because doing Die Hard is like so tired, right? Like Brooklyn Nine-Nine did it. The Harley Quinn cartoon did it. So many things do it. And But I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Die Hard will, is in my top four favorite films of all time. Uh, I love it deeply. Uh, I watch it more than most other watch other movies. I don't just watch it at Christmas. I watch it every Valentine's Day. Uh, and uh, I've got my Yippee-Ki-Yay candy heart tattoo. I love Die Hard so much. And so obviously I was living my best life watching this episode, which I love was also a Darcy heavy episode. Like the fact that it wasn't just Die Hard, it was also a ton of Darcy, a lot of good Darcy bits that I thoroughly enjoyed. But let's not bury the lead because my boy Justin Hammer's back. And I wish I, we had the clip of me predicting it last year in our predictions episode, because that is all I wanted was more Sam Rockwell. And to me, this is a sign that we're getting him in Armor Wars, which does exist. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was just, I couldn't, I was so excited. I'm, Aaron, poor Aaron, Aaron, anytime Aaron sees something with me, I'm smacking Aaron and Aaron got a big old smack when, Aaron, when Sam Rockwell's name came up in those credits. Oh, you saw it in the credits. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, what'd you think? 
I was gonna do that like as like my thing of like if you get to watch things with Jamie Drake when she gets really excited when there's something truly tremendous you just get bang 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 you're watching live <laughs> Brandon is like hitting at the camera and that's absolutely what's ha what happens I love watching stuff with BD too one day me and Jenna I don't yes. know what you're gonna do I'm gonna wear a helmet okay I don't know what you're gonna do <laughs> It won't be as aggressive, I promise. Everybody is so excited about Marvel stuff. Uh, it was made to laugh for Jamie Drag. I did have fun, despite my uh, subtle grinchiness that a lot of the commenters have caught up on. If you get me into something and it's Christmas themed and I enjoy it, you have done something really, really well. And this really did. Also, Red and Red and Maria Hill, like, much more pleasing. Don't what happened to him? We're not going to talk about the rest of the year for real. It was fun. Um, yeah, I, I, this was, this was good. I was like, man, they brought out three really strong episodes to start us off. So yeah, I liked it. Uh, uh Maria Hill, I, I wonder if, I, I'm pretty sure there was an article a while back that said Colby Smulders was doing one more project with Marvel. Oh, I feel yeah. like this might've been that project mm -hmm. that was referenced. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I love this episode. Not only do I love everything you guys have told, shared that you love. Also, y'all know I just love spending time at Avengers Tower. That's <laughs> if I'm booking a ticket to anywhere in the world, it's right there on the Quinjet pad. Oh. Uh, I, I thought that this episode was great. Sam Rockwell didn't miss, miss a beat as Justin Hammer. He also kind of even cartooned him up a little bit, even though that character was already a fun cartoon character in Iron Man 2, basically dancing across the bar, you know, all that stuff, getting the, the Hulkbuster suit. I just thought this episode was genuinely an instant Christmas classic. It is a ton of fun. It's silly. Happy Hogan was kind of terrifying when he became the big purple Hulking guy. Uh, I, I, it's just a good episode. It's just all around diehard but Marvel. Uh, there was in Happy Hogan's phone, Easter eggs, you all know I'm diving in, it doesn't matter what format it's in. Happy Hogan had Jay Lincoln in his phone, which made me think maybe it's Janice Lincoln, Beetle. I don't know, that's the only person I could think of upon a Google search. Uh, otherwise, he had, you know, Natasha Romanoff and T. Stark and, you know, S. I'm pretty sure Stan Lee was in there, too. Oh, uh, was it? Probably, oh. yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, good catch. Uh, did you guys watch this one through the credits? No. Oh, no. Oh. Jamie, you're going to want to go watch this one through the credits. Okay. Because there is at the end of like the credits credits. And I think a lot of people probably turn this off because there's no credit scene. The re like the black and white credits start rolling. But then there is a song performed by Kat Dennings as Darcy singing about Christmas and Thor, all the <laughs> stuff. And she's like, Thor had a giant neck. It is full of muscles and all the stuff. <laughs> And I honestly feel like Cat Dennings was just having fun in the booth. And they were like, you know what? Let's just put this in there. It's oh, a, I love it. a Christmas Amazing. song and a Christmas original uh, on the credits of What If Episode 3. And I feel like a lot of people watching right now and listening to the podcast are like, wait a second. I got to go put that back on. I also, Disney Plus might just close the episode before that even plays. Yes. It's yeah. It's so frustrating. You can't, like, you can't easily watch credits on the Disney Plus app. But that's 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 another that's an argument for another time. It's the holiday time. Even the bad guys, you show them Christmas spirit, right? <laughs> so that's Happy Hogan uh, on the top of Nakatomi Avengers Tower. <laughs> All right. Well, honestly, I don't have too much Werner. more to say about this episode other than I. Oh yes, oh. Werner. Yes, can Werner. we talk about Werner? <laughs> oh. Oh yeah. 
please. Uh, oh my gosh, because the, the like waiting through the credits, I was waiting with bated breath because I was like, Werner Herzog has done Disney Plus shows before. So I was like, is there a universe in which they convinced him not only to be in the MCU, but do Marvel animation in a Christmas episode? And no, it's not. It's Ross Marquand. But I the, the brief like five minutes where I believed that were utterly delightful. Because <laughs> that said- been amazing. They said during uh, the Q&A that they did reach out to him and okay. asked him, and they said he respectfully declined. <laughs> so I, I love it. They named it after him. Yeah. Because it's it so obvious. That's like, that's what they're homaging. And like the, the implication that Tony Stark, also because Tony Stark had Edith 1.0 as one of the AIs in there too. So that had me think of like the implications of like, did, did that man think he was about to die way sooner than he actually did if he already was coming up with his like post-death AI? <laughs> like that is just crazy. Yeah. So, um, Yeah, go on. I was about to say, someone with some editing skills, please go redub Far From Home with uh, Werner Herzog in, yes. in Tom Holland's ears the entire time. That yes. would be great. Thank you. Also, because like I did not watch that second trailer that uh, Jamie had complained about there being a spoiler. And what was the spoiler? It was I, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Oh, that's I a know. bummer. Like, they started to really I, just blast it out. That's like a bummer. That- like I am like that's the kind of thing that I don't know. Um, I, why not keep that a surprise? Yeah. It's not like you know I, I I kept it secret from Tony because he's loves Sam Rockwell just as much as I do, if not more. And I'm so I'm so excited to for him to, to I want to get smacked, you know. I want <laughs> to see that joy on somebody else. So I I hope that I I think some people on Twitter said that I saved them from that spoiler. So I hope that they that is my, was my gift to you. Oh, wow. The Christmas spirit. Yes. Speaking of Christmas spirit, it makes me so, because unlike Aaron, I, I love a good Christmas Christmas content, and I love how much we have now from the MCU. We used yeah. to, for a long time, we only had Iron Man 3, but now we've got Hawkeye, we've got the Guardian special, we've got this episode, and, you know... Iron Man 3, always, excuse me. Yeah, so I said that first. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> That's my favorite Iron Man movie. I would not leave that out. Um, and... Uh, I, I just, every Christmas season, it's like, there aren't, it's not like Halloween where you have endless amounts of horror movies to watch. There's only so many good Christmas stuff. And so the fact that they keep pumping them out makes me so happy because I want more. DC, follow, Mary, Mary Little Batman, I recommend if yes. you haven't watched that yet, is very cute. Because uh, I can only watch Batman Returns so many times, <laughs> which is a lot of times, but still. So that makes me really happy. All right. Well, I, I love the Christmas Avengers, the, the the look of the characters, by the way. Yeah. And also the fact that they couldn't get the Hawkeye toys to sell. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was ruthless. Also, to, to your point about like the sound alikes and the people that they weren't able to get back, Lake Bell is so good at voicing Natasha no. that it like gaslights me. It's like, that's totally Scarlett Johansson. It's like, no, she does such a good job. It like trips me up every single time I hear her. I have such mixed feelings because I, on one hand, think she agree with you where she sounds so good. But you hear Poison Ivy. Like, it's Poison Ivy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's my kind of brain. I, I go back and forth on it. Um, but some of them, like the the guy, like we talked about this earlier, the guy who does Tony is so good. Uh, I, I There's, well, the next episode, I, I have some criticisms on, a, on but for the most part, I, I'm really impressed at the people that they get. Yeah, great, great episode, great episode. Another one of my top four here is this episode we just talked about. So there's still two left in my top four in the next five. Uh, <laughs> we got we got five episodes, six, six. Wow, wow, six. It's I'm already a lot of numbers. Oh, geez, He's been in a dog. 
<laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. That is our What If episodes one through three recap, discussion, breakdown show. Thank you so much for joining us. We clearly enjoyed most of these episodes. Uh, Jamie hates the 1988 Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we, we love doing this stuff, and it's fun to have stuff to have fun with. And that's exactly what, what it feels like. So I hope you're all enjoying it. Please share what you thought with us in the comment section. Send us your tweets, comment on Instagram, however you want to reach out to us. Drop a five-star review. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Jamie, any last words for this holiday edition? What if phase zero oh. episode? Everybody, happy holidays. Thanks for listening. We appreciate and love all of you. Uh, you, you make our Christmas time better. <laughs> Jenna? I, I feel bad following that. I completely, same. I echo everything Jamie just said. Um, it's at, hey, it's Jenna on social media. As always, go read some comics. There are plenty of Christmas-related comics. The Batman Santa Claus miniseries that's going on right now from DC is excellent if you need a Christmas-related thing. And go watch Blade Runner and Die Hard if you haven't, if you haven't already done yeah. so. If these episodes motivated you to go like see the source material, definitely go do that. Aaron? Uh, man, I feel bad. Uh, just echo what Jamie said. It's at some like Hornet. Uh, I guess, man, what are we? Are we just? Are we just gonna lay in our pods until Echo? Until after this is over? It feels sad. Like this is the real. It's end only of the like year, ten guys. days. It'll. We'll be uh, fine. No. That week. <laughs> We're gonna be passed out with the dog in my own room. <laughs> lay off the nog, Aaron. <laughs> I can't. I won't. <laughs> All right, y'all. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to us. If you're traveling, safe travels. If you're spending time with family, enjoy it. If you're spending time hanging by yourself and relaxing a bit, enjoy that too. Make the most of it. And if you're working, keep working. You do it. You're, you're doing. You're doing it all right. You're doing your best, and we love you for it. We love that you're here with us. Uh, play our show for your mom. Play it for your dog. Anything to get us plus one of the views and the downloads, so we can keep advertising our show to the publicists and saying, "Look, we are the biggest show in the history of the world ever." So send us your your very talented celebrity guests. Uh, thank you for helping us do that. We'll see you in a few days for another What If Breakdown episode. See you there.